This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 500, 501, and we thank you for listening to this online listening experience in podcast form. Uh, several ways that you can do that, Facebook.com slash Marking Out, Twitter.com slash Marking Out, YouTube, and Instagram.com slash Marking Out 11, and you can email us at MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Uh, my name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Um, you can follow Dave, who is not here yet. At Dave the Rave underscore mo and uh, this guy right here that I'm talking to, Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at bttg161. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. How about yourself? I am doing spectacular. Anything fun, exciting happen this week? I made cheesesteak, homemade cheese sauce with a and then a Philly cheesesteak. Did you make the roux? Uh, yeah, I did the. I made a full, full homemade cheese sauce roux. Butter, flour. Uh, I don't know if I put sugar in it. I'm not sure. That doesn't seem like it fits right now in my no, mind. Absolutely not. Uh, but I use provolone cheese. I use Munster and I use Parmesan. Ooh. Salt, pepper. I think next time I, I would uh, use less Parmesan. Yeah, because it's very... Uh, oh, and then milk, of course. But Absolutely, that's what it needs to bind it together. And yeah, it was, it was really good. It's up on my Instagram, bttg161. Spectacular. <laughs> and then I also I watched Class Action Park and I texted you this the other day. Documentary on HBO Max about Action Park in New Jersey. And I cannot believe like I you hear stories of this place when you're growing up. I cannot believe it was open as long as it was. And and it was even more crazy that people sued them and most of the people didn't even end up winning their cases yeah it's like bizarre do we I, I feel like I've asked this before do we know anyone that's been there it's like in my head that one of your friend group members has gone to Action Park and I don't know if that's true or not if I made that up I don't know either I, I just it's like absolutely insane I know Johnny Knoxville I probably spoke about it when uh, during COVID that the uh, I watched the movie, it was called Action Point based on Action Park. But it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. It's yeah, absolutely insane. And I would definitely recommend people watch this because it's like you, you could watch it's It was a water park and then they had like motorized vehicles there as well, but it was right next to the, the, the alcohol. So people were driving drunk. <laughs> on the rides and it was just a free-for-all nobody it was like there was no rules people died there and they they still operated perfectly fine without removing things that they were supposed to remove and it was just like ugh, that's like dirty yeah. jersey that's like that's like that's typical jersey i think <laughs> no offense to new jerseyans but bruce springsteen's awesome but that's that is that's basically all i did this week how about yourself um, I have been kind of just head down doing a lot of editing work 
Uh, in addition to that, uh, my little sister moved to Virginia, and uh, we had a little going away party for her on Saturday as we closed out the summer, and now we're back at school. So I hope uh, everybody that went back to school is uh, safely back at school, you could say. You're wearing your mask, social distancing, sanitizing. I saw somebody on Long Island was suspended from school for showing up on a day that they weren't allowed to show up. Oh, and yeah. then he was arrested for showing up <laughs> on a day he wasn't supposed to show and up. And now the high school is planning on making the entire high school remote if this kid shows up again. Like, this is like this is a 2020... <laughs> story right here because it's that ridiculous that this kid is getting gonna get arrested for showing up to go to school wait 2020 as in like the show or 2020 the year the year i was gonna say because 2020 the year is like an episode of 2020 yeah it's like (laughs) it's like unsolved mysteries it's unknown as to how the coronavirus got here on patch I, they posted an article, and this woman just kind of went out. She's like, this little brat, his mother was probably so supportive of him doing this. This <laughs> I'm like, okay, Karen. I don't, I mean, I, in this, like, if I had children during this era right now, I would a thousand percent, they'd be home. I understand people have to work and stuff, but you hear about other schools that open up and immediately have to close the week of because of COVID, um, like Oneonta. Dave's yeah. alma mater, that, that school opened up or whatever and had to close within the week because of COVID. War, the students were not even informed. They found out via Twitter. Brother, yep. are you kidding me? So That's, that's how you get your news. But, uh, if I'm going, this that reminds me of the time I was at, in Austin, Texas for a wedding, but, but we were there early, days early, and we were going to go somewhere, and... I look out the window, there's a bunch of police. And I'm like, what's going on? And the the way that we found out what was going on was watching the news. We found out via the news. Or I think I I think I messed it up where I was watching the news and then I looked out the window and saw the police cars. Oh wow. That there was somebody walking around with a gun or whatnot, but it's like, oh, well, well, that's like and then I called the front desk. It's like, hey, uh, is it like safe to walk around over here? They're like, yeah, why? And uh, I was like, well, you not see the news, and then I informed them. Brother, so. <laughs> brother, yeah, yeah. So that's um, yeah. So that was that was at my that was my week. Uh, Maddie's here. You want to say hi, Maddie? Yeah. Yeah. You want to say hi? Hi. Hello. Say hi. What else do you want to say? <laughs> Anything else you want to say on the microphone? What do you want from me? What? You want to say something into the microphone? What do you want to say? Do you want to talk about All Out with us? Did you watch All Out? What? I can't hear what you're saying. What? You tell, her, tell her that whispering isn't great for a podcast. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let Daddy podcast, and uh, I will be over in a couple of minutes. Okay, Maddie's gonna Maddie's gonna sit here with us while we talk about all that. Uh, it's fine. So the taking, the, okay, the buy-in started with Joey Janela defeating Serpentico. You had yes. Joey run into the ring like the second the second his entrance music happened. I've never seen anybody get into the ring that fast. Yeah. Um, so it, the fight started right away. Joey Janela picks up the victory. 
Also on the buy-in, you had Private Party defeating Johnny and Alex, John Silver and Alex Reynolds of Dark Order. Um, I thought Dark Order almost had it. Uh, they hit their their combination of moves that we've seen many times in AEW now. And I didn't think we were going to see two Dark Order um, wins in one night. Okay. So I was oh, yeah, very... Way, I think you won predictions. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, one, two, three, four, five. Yep. And I had one, two, three, four. Yeah, you won. Good for you. So I was skeptical of, of Dark Order uh, winning this, but I mean, I was wrong anyway. So. But they also kind of painted the picture of the private party. Oh, they're on the cusp of being in the top five of the tag team things, and this could really help them out. Yeah. You know, so. Um, uh, the the mat the not the match the the actual all out event opens up with Big Swole defeating Britt Baker in a tooth and nail match, which was originally scheduled. It was scheduled for the buy in. Everyone complained. Tony Khan moves it to the main card. It should have never been on the on the buy in, and I have absolutely no idea why they thought this was a good match to open with. Yeah, yeah, because the Young Bucks didn't want to open. That's why. This was straight out. I felt like Vince Russo right there. This is straight out of WCW 2001. Oh, my God. Vince Russo is champion <laughs> fighting in a dentist's office, uh, which I, for the like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it just it. As far as cinematic matches go, it's not going to live up to Stadium Stampede that AEW has done. This match comes to an end when Big Swole puts uh, Britt Baker to sleep with the nitrous oxide. Yeah. It works into it being in a dentist's office. I thought the match was fun. You know, also, too, maybe they were waiting for more people to kind of follow in to their seats so they put this on rather than, you know... This match, I swear to God, was like pulling teeth with absolutely no pun intended. Yeah, there's a, f- a pun fully intended. There. I, no, no, I no, no, no pun intended. There's a pun in there, but there's no pun intended. <laughs> For the next match, the actual live action we saw were the Young Bucks defeating Jurassic Express. I like the spot where Jungle Boy went to hit a, hur- a Hurricane Rana over the top rope with Luchasaurus's help, but Matt catches him, hits a huge power bomb on the ring apron. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of kickouts were happening by Jungle Boy, but <laughs> and then I, a lot of kickouts. Siege missing. Young it, Bucks win. It was yeah, it very. It was painfully obvious that Young Bucks were going to be taking that, but there's still that hope. Yeah, but that didn't happen. Yep. Matchup next was the Casino Battle Royale. Um, I, I, Winner of this I, number one contender for the AEW Championship. Yeah, Lance uh, Archer picks up the victory. Yeah. A lot of stuff uh, happened here. A lot of stuff. We saw Matt Seidel make his uh, debut in AEW. Um, yeah. We and, saw uh, Matt was, Seidel almost kill himself. Matt, Matt Seidel was the Joker, and he got in the ring, slipped off the top rope. Luckily, he's all right. I don't think I've ever seen anybody like watching live. I don't. I can't recall anybody slipping off the top rope like that. But oh, you know, they also her. said, too, it was very humid. 
Yeah. They're in an outdoor venue. I know all the, you know, the the WWE marks like, yeah, that's just an excuse. No, 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 no. I don't think that was happening. I think people, AEW fans included, were making fun of Matt Seidel doing that, which is like, how stupid are you? Yeah, I know. I I would love to know actually how like hot it is inside there because like it's indoor outdoor to me. Like it's an outdoor venue but it's got the roof on it so I wonder how much hotter it is. And I don't know Tony Khan said that they're eligible to to do indoor shows just with even less people. So mm-hmm. I don't know that's what, like, everybody's first excuse is like, uh, no, they're doing outdoor shows. And it's like, right, but, but it's like, Tony it's like Khan just confirmed that they're allowed to do indoor shows. So that, like, you can't put that, that the reason why they're they're running shows are because they're allowed to do outdoor. But it's like, hello, they are also allowed to do indoor, according to Tony Khan. But it's also, it's an outdoor venue. It's like PNC Bank Art Center. Okay, well, we shouldn't be. I don't. I don't mulling. know. That's what no, I don't know if it is. But over this, let's talk about the action in the I, ring. I like. I like here. I like that Taz was on commentary for this to watch Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. Dangerous, uh, perhaps, of a spot took place. Darby Allen taking a very mean bump inside of a body bag of uh, thumbtacks. Thumbtacks, yeah. And like, I we didn't get any update on Darby Allen on AEW this week. I don't know. If he was injured or, or anything like that. I don't even know if anybody during the media press conference afterwards asked about Darby Allen. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, so really super dangerous spot here. Your final four came down to Eddie Kingston, Lance Archer, Matt Seidel, and The Butcher, which I thought was good. It was a nice little rub for him. Before uh, before the final four, Will Hobbs had a big show in here. Yeah, I feel like maybe they're, he's kind of like one of those uh, lower card guys that they're going to start pushing. And I thought, man, when Sean Spears came out and went to commentary right away, I was like, oh, that he's winning 100%. I'm right. He's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, nope, didn't happen. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, so Lance Archer is now the new number one contender for the AEW Championship. Uh, next up, a match that um, everybody is looking forward to, and I think this was, I don't want to say the match of the night, but this was – uh, a very it was the most talked, talked about, about spot, yes. Talked about spot. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match. Essentially, it was a last man standing match. It was the spot, and you've probably already seen it before, and you've probably heard about it before this week. Uh, Sammy Guevara is essentially spearing Matt Hardy off of a forklift, a scissor lift, excuse me, and then. Sammy and missing the missing a table and looked like Matt Hardy cracked his cracked his head open. I was yeah I was very confused during this spot. Yeah, it was because like they had like they had the 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 table set up with the masks on it, (laughs) and they 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 crash onto it, and you see Matt Hardy not moving at all, and I'm like, okay. This I don't know. Is he supposed to get up? He's knocked out completely cold. Yeah, not. But it was. I. I mean, at the end of the day, Matt Hardy got up. They somehow stopped the match, then restarted the match, and Matt Hardy wins by knocking Sammy Guevara off a, a, the staging to the ground. But I want to mention something that Bully Ray said this week on Busted Open. He said Matt Hardy is a professional, and it looked like he was on autopilot. And he made mention to TLC4 when he got severely concussed, and he went through the entire match severely concussed. 
You know, some of, it just went and Matt Hardy was still in gimmick. You know, he was saying, "Oh, get back here! I'm gonna delete you," and he was just kept doing all the Matt Hardy stuff. So you could just kind of tell he was out of it, but he was just like an autopilot. Let's go! Let's finish this match! Let's do this! Let's get the spots in and stuff like that. I liked the the beginning of the match. I liked when it actually started. That Matt Hardy took like he started it on the the TIAA Bank Field. Yes. In between the the tunnel over there. So that was right off the bat. I thought that was cool. It was a, a, another location for AEW to use. And then the spot happened. Obviously, they throw up. Aubrey, I, I got to give her big time credit here. Right off the bat, like she saw Matt Hardy was knocked out. She throws up the X. They come over. They, they call off the match or whatever. And I'm like, okay, so does that mean Matt's like done? Yeah. And then they randomly, they restart it. And it's like, okay, that's very confusing. But, and then later on, so Rebby tweeted out saying that everybody in the building should be ashamed of themselves. And they randomly clarified that Matt Hardy won the match. And he said he was okay. He was cleared to to wrestle by the doctor because Matt Hardy said he was okay. Then they they uh, later on during right before Chris Jericho's match they reclarified to say that they would never allow a wrestler to clear themselves. And a doctor did check on Matt Hardy, and it wasn't just because Matt said he was okay that he was allowed to continue. And I think they first. As it was a very random spot for them to 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 mention that the first time. And I think it, it happened right after Rebby tweeted that. So I think that was like a quote-unquote damage control. So, and then it's it just like, I feel like we should talk about this, what, what, come, what comes after that on Dynamite right now. No, because we're going in order. We yeah, but the whole, about- but like the whole spot, it's like the whole... All right, like it, so talk about, talk so, about it now, yeah, so, and we're not talking about it later. So Matt Hardy on AEW Dynamite comes out, says he's okay, thanks everybody, and he's expected to make a full recovery. Rebby was there, and um, Matt Hardy says that when he is cleared to come back, he hopes to chase his first AEW championship. So that, I don't understand how Matt Hardy on dynamite comes out and says he's not cleared. But in that moment, he was cleared. I think it was them maybe trying to save themselves because if Matt Hardy lost that match, he was gone from AEW. And I, for, for Tony Khan to go over and over and over again, saying that Matt Hardy was not injured, was not concussed, blah, blah, blah. I, I just like, it's not computing to me. As to how Matt Hardy's no longer cleared, if he was cleared then. What, in the middle of the match? Yeah. When they, when they didn't have the proper protocols? What are they going to say? Okay, hey, listen, we're going to stop the match right now. And just now we're going to go take it. Just, t- just take the L. You, you, you like admit what happened. I think this is the first time that AEW's had to deal with something like that. So they're coming under a little bit more firepower now because this is, this is the first time incidents that happened with them and because Matt Hardy is no longer cleared to wrestle right now I feel like Tony Khan should 110% make a statement 
No, he doesn't have to. I, I just that's the way I feel. He he went oh. on he went on afterwards to deny, deny, deny. But here Matt Hardy is not clear to compete. How many things does Vince McMahon deny, deny, deny? Vince McMahon isn't in the, the public as Tony Khan is. But he Vince was Vince McMahon's not in the 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 post media meetings saying like, oh well, uh Triple H didn't actually tear his quads. Tony Khan is out here saying, no, Matt Hardy was not injured. Well, now Matt Hardy's not. Comp- to, that's why they took him to a medical facility afterwards and got all that stuff done. Right. And now I feel like Tony Khan owes it to everybody to say, yes, we were wrong. But they can't say we were wrong because that's a liability, I'm, I'm sure. That opens up lawsuits or whatnot. Okay, let's just keep talking. I'm, 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 I'm over it. Hikaru Shida picks up the victory over Thunder Rosa to retain the women's championship. Uh, Damn shame! And well, this was the best match of the night. Yes, a hundred percent. And they, they, they have to work with Billy Corgan, and they have to have Thunder Rosa in AEW all the time because this match was outstanding. People afterwards like, we need a second one of these. You saw, and I've been, I watched the match again. You saw when she, Thunder Rosa came out, she just had this air of excellence about her she walked out she's like i'm a total heel but i am so great and you saw that in her face and you saw that as she walked into the ring it was fantastic i was also the way that they were like kind of talking up um i'm sorry i lost my train of thought the way that they were talking up the NWA her, championship. like being a, a triple champion. They're like, yeah, th- she's not going to win, but the match was outstanding. Nonetheless. Yeah. I wanted to see like a little bit of a more angrier side of, of Hikaru Shida, but I, I think this match, uh, like you said, this was the match of the night. This was the best match. Nothing. Yep, we, none, of, none of the other matches are touching this match. Nope. Um, After this, you had Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford announced they're getting married and on dynamite. There would be, he needed a best man. He'll announce his best man. Since, since we're talking about it, we might as well just continue talking about it. Okay, so we had... Skip forward to Dynamite. We had that segment on AEW Dynamite. Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford came out to announce who the uh, the best man will be. And first you had... Um, what's, what is the guy's name? Puff? Puff. Oh, bro, I am so excited. I hope we get some match on Dark next week. So, yeah, yeah Puff comes out, and uh, and 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 Kip Sabian's like, no, you're not my best man. Brian Pillman Jr. comes out next. He gets sent away, and finally it's announced, music and all, the best man is Miro, formerly known as Rusev. Um, which makes this his second wedding segment in a year, which is uh, absolutely crazy. But what goes on to cut a shoot promo, and uh, everyone gets all hyped about him. So bravo to uh, Miro. He's gonna be he's all elite now, even though Matt Cardona's not signed. But that's just beyond me. Um, yeah. So he yeah, Rusev Miro mentions WWE without actually mentioning WWE. Calls out the whole brass ring thing, but. He's basically doing the same exact thing he is doing in in WWE right now. So, just, oh, we didn't even talk about the Twitch gimmick. Uh, well, yeah, Dave and I mentioned it. I know, but the 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 shot that Kip Sabian took towards WWE. Oh yeah, on the pay per view. On the pay per view, yeah. Follow me on Twitch, <laughs> and then on the bottom the lower third. This is fully endorsed by uh, All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, Bravo. So. 
I, I think shots fired. I think Miro should have destroyed Kip Sabian here. I don't know to really show dominance and everything. Like, or, or unless it's gonna happen at the wedding, maybe it'll happen at the wedding. Yeah, and this is his first feud beating up Kip Sabian, taking a little heat. Yeah, so because it's like right now you could trash WWE, but you're booked in the same spot you were there. So, yeah. But you can yep, follow yep. Miro on Twitch as well, so check him out. Yeah. Yep. Next up after this, <laughs> back you to had the, back to the pay per view. Yeah, back to back to all out. You had the grudge match, which Dustin Rhodes, QT Marshall. Scorpio Sky and Matt Cardona pick up the victory over the Dark Order of Mr. Brody Lee, Stu Gratian, Evil Uno, and Cabana. Great eight-man match. I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked that Dark Order did not win this. Last week's show, I said Dark Order needs to win this. You said Brody Lee or Matt Cardona needs to well, win Well, Matt Cardona if they were going to sign him. But here, they're like Jim Ross on commentary. Uh, you know, Matt Cardona's just missing something. And it's like, no, he's not. What is he missing? Nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Anna Jay gets involved. Jim Ross hopes for a wardrobe malfunction, which was super weird. Had to apologize for it and then basically told the Marks to get over it and then deletes his tweet. So that was something to come from that match. Um, I just don't understand why the, the new TNT champion would be on a losing team unless unless it, like we did see teases of it on dynamite but unless it leads to them fully kicking kick uh Cole Cabana to like the 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 curb that's i don't or maybe it's Cole Cabana turning on them and facing Brock Brody Lee and being the next TNT champion so evil uno helps Cole Cabana out of the ring and then they announce Brody Lee versus Dustin Reynolds Dustin Rhodes sorry for the TNT championship this week's dynamite after this on the pay-per-view, we saw FTR defeat Adam Page and Kenny Omega to become the new AEW Tag Team Champions. And As we I, I would First of all, Kenny Omega and Adam Page almost got disqualified for high-fiving, which I thought was funny. They were at like the a day they were dangerously close to getting counted out, like a 10 count or whatever, and they like took time to high-five. But man, oh man, was I bored during this match. And it dragged on for, I think, absolutely no reason. I'm so happy that FTR are champions now. And that it's finally off of Kenny Omega and Adam Page. But this, man. And then afterwards, they have Kenny Omega grab a snack tray to to like tease hitting Adam Page with. He drops it, walks off. The Bucks walk Kenny off. He's like, maybe it's time the cleaner comes back. This whole segment together was like 45 minutes. Yeah, it was way of, too long. Of like nothing. And I don't know I don't know how many people complained for, I think, uh, Dash Wilder to tweet out saying, one-star match, six-figure payday. Unless he just felt it himself that that match was absolutely boring. But man, did I... I had, like, I had way more higher hopes than, than what was delivered. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think like the match itself was just ancillary to the fact of, you know, Kenny Omega and, you know, their big breakup. I think a lot of uh, what happened, I don't even, I can't even say that, but like a lot of steam was lost after that Matt Hardy thing. Yeah. I but, don't know. I think the next match with Orange Cassidy picking up the win over Chris Jericho in a Mimosa Mayhem match. But before that, that dude, I was furious. After that segment with Kenny Omega, they go to a promo for Chris Jericho to be interviewed 
before the match to 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 hype up what the match that he's about to have. You're I was dude, I was furious. I wanted that match, the FTR match, to end so badly. And then it just kept going on and on and on. And then they go into the next segment was Chris Jericho right before Chris Jericho. I was like, oh my God. But Orange Cassidy picks up that victory over Chris Jericho, like you said. Another another great meme from Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho about to powerbomb Orange Cassidy into the vat of mimosa and turns around, puts him through a table instead. Because it, it, it's telling the story that they really hate each other and he really wants to put some real physical damage on him before he humiliates him by throwing him in uh, the, the mimosas. Two Superman punches to Chris Jericho, lands in the mimosa and loses. Uh, I, it wasn't, this match wasn't for me either. I thought this was fun. Um, and then the <laughs> next up, your main event, John Moxley is still your AEW champion, defeating MJF. This was a bloody contest. Uh, Wardlow got involved, and Mox picks up the victory. So now you with know, the paradigm forward. shift, with yeah, <laughs> the referee didn't see. Again, those terrible referees in AEW—they're not paying attention. Well, right. that's clearly storyline, but but yes, if, if yes, MJF, like all of a sudden AEW—I thought they had replays. Weren't they replaced or something like that? I don't know. So yes, John Moxley retains the championship as I thought. Uh, which is very unfortunate because I'm super bored with his matches. I'm super bored with him as a champion. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And hopefully now they'll start treating the championship. As, like, yes, this match main event of the, the pay-per-view. But notice where it was on Dynamite. Notice where it always is on Dynamite. It's like never. It's just thrown into the mix randomly. They They don't do anything to build up that title. I mean, well, now with the Murderhawk monster, Lance Archer kind of being the you know, giant to John Moxley, maybe we'll get some more uh, distinct storylines with that. But let's go to let's go to Dynamite. You start off with MJF and Chris Jericho both entering. Uh, <laughs> I like the that. Arena. I like that. I yeah, Tony's there. The two SUVs pull up, and Jericho puts over MJF. Says he was robbed. Yep, MJF puts over Jericho, and then they call each other losers behind their backs. <laughs> yeah, this was a fun a fun open for a TV show. Yeah. Uh, first but, match, we saw Jurassic Express pick up the victory over Lucha Bros. I think Lucha Bros really needed this victory, but um, maybe it's Jurassic Express next in line for a title shot. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Against FTR, that'd be fun. Afterwards, we saw Penta, who has a new name. I think it's just Penta Zero M. Z- Zero M, yeah. Uh, Penta and Phoenix end up shoving each other. And Butcher and the Blade broke it up. Eddie Kingston gets in the ring to yell at them. It's uh, weird because WWE's doing this storyline as well. Oh, my God. Here yeah, we go again. I, but, like, they are. It's weird to me. I don't watch, so I don't... See, I don't watch WWE, so Lince, I don't know Dorado and Kalisto are currently doing the same exact thing that that Phoenix and, and Penta are doing, so... Yeah, but do they have a great mouthpiece like Eddie Kingston calming them down? No. So, next, after that, we saw Jake Roberts talking about John Moxley being wet, I think, which is bizarre. Then Lance Archer said he's coming for the AEW Championship. Mox cuts a promo later on and said that being champion isn't easy. It's like a hardcore nope. Kermit the Frog. 
Yep. Next up, after we uh, already discussed the Matt Hardy promo, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy picks up win, a win over at Helico. Uh, when I saw these two guys in the ring, I said this match was probably going to be a lot of fun. And it was. <laughs> Um, really cool Lucha style here. I think I read, I, I forget who posted it, the, the last televised match or televised singles match that Angelico had was 2014. Really? Or no, was it 2014 or was it for W? What was the, the, oh, what was that, that MTV show? Wrestling Society X? I think it might have been for Wrestling Society X, which is not 2014. That's like no, 2004. That's like... Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's it's nice to see Angelico finally used. I think him and Jack Evans should be used a lot more on television. They've just been like Dynamite City. Not Dynamite. Uh, dark. Well, they were AW used dark. for They were used a while because Jack Evans was in Mexico. Well, he's there now. And, well, he's there uh, now, yeah. Yeah, so Santana and Ortiz attack orange cassidy afterwards best friends make the save they set up a what is the match next week parking parking lot lot brawl Brawl. right this is gonna be fun after this alex marvez about how great chuck taylor's uh mustache was i don't want to talk about anybody's mustache why not (laughs) that's just not something i want to ever talk about i don't know it's spectacular but anyway yep alex marvez gets super kicked by the young bucks yeah so i was hoping that they'd get suspended but unfortunately they were just fined five thousand dollars each that's a bunch of bs yeah uh very much so so hopefully it leads to a suspension but (laughs) i don't see that happening after that we saw tony uh shivani sit down with adam page just reassuring, uh, he was just reassuring Tony that um, him and Kenny are fine. And then yes, they sure are. Later on, Jim Ross sat down with Kenny Omega, and Kenny said that he has his own goals, uh, and he's going to be going back to singles action. So maybe they aren't fine. No, they're not. Then we have a tag team match: No DQ, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager defeat Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. I don't know why I thought Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss were winning this one, but <laughs> that wasn't the case. Uh, I liked this match. Joey Janela took a, a, a mean of sorts table bump from Hager. Yeah. Uh, Sonny Kiss gets blindfolded by the fire extinguisher. Jericho Hager pick up the victory. I think the bigger thing afterwards was Chris Jericho saying that him and Jake Hager are now entering the tag team division. Yeah. Which, so they got... Two teams from the inner circle in the tag division. Yeah. I think that's, that's, uh, I wonder how that's going to play out. We shall definitely see. But after that, we saw MJF blaming, uh, the campaign for him losing fired everyone except for Wardlow. Uh, but he did yell at Wardlow big time and Wardlow kind of like steps up. But he, he says something very interesting. He says, who signs your paychecks? Not Tony Khan. So he kind of had to back off. And now you can kind of have this sort of, you know, side of mini side feud between Wardlow and MJF. You know, maybe he could be like, oh, yeah, well, I spoke to Tony Khan and he's paying me now. So uh, what's up? <laughs> have those guys feud and put Wardlow over. Yeah. Um, and then after this, we saw a very shocking segment. Very, very shocking segment. Yeah. You had FTR. Hosting a championship celebration. Uh, The whole tag roster was surrounding the ring. They made fun of all the teams. Jurassic Express gets into the ring. FTR runs off. Um, 
I, I don't know. Do you think they should have maybe mentioned Jericho and Hager during the segment? Because it like no. literally just took place before. Uh, maybe. Maybe they've just forgot. But the biggest thing of this segment, there was a cake in the ring and people actually ate it. <laughs> I was blown away. This is Brandon's markout moment of the year. You don't understand. Every single time there's a cake involved in pro wrestling. We just saw it the other week on, on uh, SmackDown. Big E went to the parking lot with a cake, gets bro kick. Boom, where's the cake? On the floor. Here, people were taking slices. I was like, what? I want to slice a cake. Yeah, I saw Luchasaurus taking some cake. Everybody. Everybody had cake. But after this, Taz came out for commentary and introduced, uh, I think he, I don't remember if he actually introduced uh, Darby Allen to be there, but Ricky Starks came out dressed as Darby again. And he said the next time Darby shows up, he's going to beat him up. So I was assuming we were going to get like an update of sorts, but maybe I don't like, I have no idea if Darby Allen's injured. I said that before. Yeah. After this, we saw Nyla Rose defeating the newly signed Tay Conti. Uh, Vicky Guerrero said that they're not going anywhere. And then Hikaru Shida ends up making the save. I Kind of feel like maybe it should have been Anna Jay, but I guess Nyla Rose is again the number one contender. Yeah. Um, and they just noticed Ty Conti just got signed to All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, and Tay Conti had, um, what was I think it was last week they had a, she had a segment where Dark Order gave her a contract or something. Yeah. And uh, this week afterwards online, they, they had um, Tay Conti being met by the Dark Order to apologize to her. And then Anna Jay and, and her walk off. So they're definitely teasing something there. And I really do hope that she joins the Dark Order. Because the Dark Order is definitely the best thing in AEW right now. Hey, man, brother. Uh, main event of the evening saw Brody Lee. Mr. Mr. Brody Lee. Yes, thank you. Defeat Dustin Rhodes to retain the TNT Championship. Uh, Johnny tried to get involved, but Dustin took care of that. Uh, it was a good match, but do you think Dustin should have lasted a lot longer than Cody did? Mm, yeah, yes and no. Like, Cody was, what, three minutes? And Dustin yeah. went, like, 15, 20? Like, I would have been completely fine if this went to uh, the, the TV. He's avenging him. I thought it would have been cool if it was, like, a TV limit finish. Yeah, I know. Your, your tweets said that. But... Also, when you think about it, should Goldust, should Dustin Rhodes have actually gone longer than three minutes? <laughs> and then Dark Order came out afterwards, carrying QT Marshall out, and Brody made Cabana leave, which is funny. He didn't want to see it. Yeah, and then uh, Brody Lee kicked Dustin below the belt. And they ended, yeah. they ended AEW three minutes early to announce the big show, the Go Big Show. The Go Big Show. Which it's like, is that not the weirdest thing? You got a wrestler involved with your show. I, I think filmed. I don't know if AEW has anything to do with the other, anything to do with this other than Cody Rhodes being involved. But like, know. the show is basically named after Big Show. <laughs> the Go Big Show coming to uh, TBS, a new game show. They got America's Got Talent, but like, not. Yeah. And everybody's socially distant in some, like, backyard somewhere. Right? It is, like, a backyard talent show. It's the weirdest thing. Like, Gong yeah. Show meets uh, America's Got Talent. 
with Rosario <laughs> Dawson. Like, how isn't she like the most famous person? I think so. I didn't heard the other person. I've heard Sno- of Cody. It, it's well, Snoop Dogg. You've heard of? Oh, Snoop Dogg, Dab the Jazz. Um, Jazz. Uh, I can't. I don't know why I'm blanking on. Is it Bert Kreischer or something? Yes. Comedian. Yes. And then uh, Jennifer Nettles from Sugarland, the band. Oh, uh, okay. I don't, that's why I don't know her. Country music superstar. Country music superstar. That's it. Yeah, that's so it. Uh, look for that next year, I guess. But I guess that's why Cody lost the TNT championship, is to do a reality show. Yeah, and he'll come back when he's ready, uh, allegedly. And, very shocking, joining Cody Rhodes on the same network, John Cena. <gasps> <laughs> Oh John Cena confirmed. is all elite, brother. <laughs> John Cena all elite confirmed. John Cena is hosting the uh, the new version of Wipeout, which I oh, thought really? was basically Cannonball, but I guess not. Cannonball, well, I guess. The, what's more the show that uh, what's his name was? Uh, Miz is doing Cannonball. John oh, Cena is okay. doing Wipeout. And he's also in that new uh, Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, and like the, an also, actual good one. And he's heavily rumored right now for for Spider Man. Who's he going to be in Spider Man? The Sandman, brother. Interesting. That's just rumors, though. Remember that time Triple H was rumored to be Thor? <laughs> yeah. That was, like, really crazy because I think those rumors were, like, super heavy rumors that Triple H could... I can't even imagine Triple H as Thor, like, with uh, with uh, Hemsworth not being in it. I know, right? That's, that'd hey, be by the bizarre. way, AW, 1.065 million. Matt Hardy, the true demo god. I think the I think big time. The, I think the, everyone the, wants to see the fallout from uh, All Out. The main thing advertised was hear Matt Hardy speak. I think people wanted to know what was up, and they kind of didn't yeah. get answers. True. Um. Yeah. So moving over from AEW Dynamite back a day to Impact Wrestling. I want to first mention, though, uh, Barry Scott passed away. He was the voice of TNA Wrestling. Impact Wrestling. The Impact Wrestling voice. Fantastic voice. Made absolutely every single promo that that TNA Impact put out. I was so... uh, I I always thought it was such a great voice. And it's unfortunate that he passed away. And our our condolences go out to his family, his friends, and... uh, Everybody, all all the fans of of his voice. Uh, so Impact Wrestling kicks off with Eric Young coming out to speak about being champion, and he gets cut off by Alicia Edwards, and she calls him a coward. She said Eddie's going to come back, take the title from him, and she brings up how Eddie can't do anything because Eric Young, he can't do anything with their child because of Eric Young, and Eric Young's like, I don't care. She's, he doesn't. What? Showing a, new, showing a new side to the world-class maniac we haven't seen in a very long time. Yeah, he's ruthless. He just doesn't care. She ends up slapping him, and he goes to pile drive her right away. Tommy Dreamer makes the big save and, and challenges him, which sets up the main event. Uh, we had a bunch of Moose segments throughout the night where he was looking for answers with EC3. Nothing big of that yet. You had Johnny Bravo, Taya Valkyrie, Rosemary backstage talking about the wedding. Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steeles cuts Bravo off to question why he needs Taya and said that, that he needs to, to learn how to be his own man. And then Taya tells them to mind their own business. 
challenged uh, Tasha to a match. Uh, yep. We had we had TJP defeating Chris Bay and Rohit Raju, the new X Division champion, came out during the match. I, I thought the match itself was really good. I didn't like the one spot where it looked like the referee got in uh, TJP's way from jumping off the top rope onto Chris Bay, but what are you going to do? We had a locker room talk segment with Kylie Ray and Susie. Uh, Madison Rain asked Kylie if she was trying to dodge Deanna Perrazzo, and that's why she went to Wrestle House. And then, she well, she denied that, but Perrazzo and Kimberly interrupt. Challenge them to a tag team match next week. So next week we're going to see Deanna Prazo and Kimberly versus Kylie Ray and Susie. Brian Myers comes out uh, to made Willie Mack kind of come out. He wants to uh, shake his hand. Mack comes out and said that he was granted a rematch. And Myers is like, I'm not ready, brother. Don't have my gear. He's like, who told you not to show up with your gear? That's your gear. Brian Myers, though, picks up the victory over Willie Mack. Yeah, by using a low blow behind the referee's back. And then the implant DDT picks up the victory. Uh, very uh, typical of Brian Myers, I guess. Why do you say typical? Well, I mean, he's playing that perfect cookie-cutter heel right now. Yeah, he is. I, I wouldn't call it typical, though. Why not? Typical of a heel? I don't know. Just, just Showing a different side to Brian Myers that we haven't seen, and it's fantastic. Jordan, up. yeah, Jordan Grace was interviewed and questioned where Tennille Dashwood has been. And then they go to ask her, and Caleb Conley turns her away. He was her, uh, Tennille's personal photographer now. I think it was like they were trying to get us to not think it was Caleb Conley, but they called yeah. him Caleb anyway. Uh, and then the match after that, we saw Motor City Machine Guns defeat the Rascals to retain the Tag Team Championships. Fun match. Yeah. I can't I can't believe they're still pulling off the hot fire flame. Yeah, it was a good match, man. And man? No pun yeah. intended. No pun intended, dude. I think we both knew this match was going to be lit. Yeah, brother. Uh the North runs Fuck out. Up. The North runs out. This match is on fire. <laughs> wow, that's uh, another They brought pun. the smoke. Wow, look at that. They uh the North runs out, attacks Motor City Machine Guns afterwards. They turn it around. Madman Fulton and Ace Austin come out, attack them, and then the Good Brothers make the save. Took yeah. out both teams. Yeah, and next week we have the whole up and talk show. Yeah, whoop de doo. But, but, but Sammy Callahan said he's not going to hack it. Yeah, he has other plans, so that that's going to be something to to tune in for to see what exactly his plans are. You think Katie Forbes is going to sit there and twerk the entire time? I do. <laughs> I do think that. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same brainwave. After that, Taya Valkyrie defeated Tasha Steeles. Uh, Johnny Bravo was on his phone doing wedding stuff. And I thought that was going to lead to like the ending where like Taya would be distracted, but it wasn't enough, I guess, for her to lose. Yeah, And then Kiera Hogan attacks Taya afterwards, and Bravo stops both of them from doing so. I think he's kind, he's kind bigger, of torn in the middle here. You know how much bigger Ty Valkyrie is over Tasha Steele's Kiera Hogan? Yeah. It makes him look like such, like, I don't want to, like, it looks like such, like, 
no-name wrestlers. I don't want to say that because they're both very well-known because they're on national television, but it's like it reminds you of old-school, like, 80s wrestling where you had someone that was, like, littler, and then you have this big, bigger, larger-than-life character come and, and destroy them. But it was, you know, it was, it was even-paced match. More of the story of uh, Johnny Bravo on the outside. Still cool, nonetheless. After that, we saw Heath meet up with Rhino outside. And uh, Heath, I like this. I pop big time. Heath goes, man, we they got 23 kids. And Rhino goes, we all know you have two, but yeah, you have kids. <laughs> that was funny. And Heath was basically just saying that he needs more money for more ads to run. Hashtag Heath for impact. And Rhino was like, you know what? I know where we can get some money. So I'm assuming Josh Matthews like couldn't be any more blatantly obviously trying to like point it out. Like, oh, I hope he's not talking about Hernandez or I think he's talking about Hernandez or something like that. He said something and it's like, brother, come on. And you know where you get that money? Doing a signing today at Hastel Toys <laughs> in Long Island. <laughs> there we go. Who's Jackal? That's like, yeah. Yeah, That's my favorite clip, man. I've watched it 75 times. But anyway, your main event. Eric Young. A non-title match. Eric Young picks up the victory over Tommy Dreamer in an old school rules match. Eric Young continues the beat down afterwards. And uh, Rich Swan makes the save. Yeah. Takes makes Eric Young out. Yeah, makes his return. Injured still, but took out Eric Young. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, still, uh, so I guess maybe Bound for Glory is going to be Rich Swan versus Eric Young. What do you think? Uh, that's definitely a possibility. And then you think it'll be the, uh, it'll be Kurt Hawkins. I mean, Brian Myers versus, uh, Willie Mack again. Uh, you know, no- well, I think we're seeing that next week. So oh, okay. I don't know what's going to lead to that, but. And you see a, a big tag team, uh, gauntlet gimmick. Go- go- yeah. Gauntlet going on with where the good brothers win. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. That'd be pretty cool. Pretty cool, man. But that was Impact Wrestling. We're going to say goodbye to Chris. Bye. See you later. And welcome on Dave. Dave, how Hola. you doing? Hola. Namaste. I'm doing good. How about yourself? Still awesome as always. How was your week? My week was amazing. So great that I can't even talk about it on the podcast. How about yours? I'm guessing you already answered that question as well. So let's get on to some sports entertainment and speak about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro, which I think we should mention. I don't know where Tom Phillips was, but Michael Cole was on commentary this week. Not something Mm -hmm. we have seen for quite some time. And I'm going to be honest, I have not noticed. Well. (laughs) Yeah. Monday Night Raw opens up with Randy Orton, who spoke about facing Keith Keith Lee and having to uh, wrestle him again later on. Moves on to Drew McIntyre, maybe not making it to Clash of Champions due to the injuries that Randy Orton gave to him. Mm-hmm. And then Randy Orton said at the pay-per-view he wants Drew McIntyre to show up and hand him the title. And then Scotty Steiner's music played. That's funny because in my notes I actually wrote Scott Steiner too. I think it's automatic. Anytime you hear uh, sirens. Yeah. It, yeah. So an ambulance comes out. I think Scott Steiner shows up. It was being driven by Drew McIntyre or no? 
I believe so. Why was he driving a an ambulance? Like why? Like I never what under, a stupid, I, absolutely stupid, stupid, stupid thing. <laughs> well, that's what I always. One of my pet peeves of wrestling is I don't know why, but when somebody gets taken out of the arena or wherever in an ambulance, next week on Raw or two weeks later, they show up in an ambulance as if. They've been in the hospital the entire time, and now they just hijacked an ambulance two weeks later to <laughs> and, go back. And he showed up dressed like Dean Ambrose, who I think in this modern era is pretty synonymous with ambulances for some reason. <laughs> um, but he goes and beats up Randy Orton. Hits him with that Claymore. Yeah, and then Adam Pierce told uh, Drew McIntyre that he's not cleared to be there and told yeah, him to like- leave, and that was like the whole night. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they showed a clip from earlier in the day of some dude cleaning the floor. And the Hurt Business got into his face asking why he said something about Shelton's mama, which I popped for. <laughs> and then they attacked him, which leads into the Hurt Business attacking Cedric Alexander before their match. Apollo Cruz and Ricochet run up to, to put a stop to that. And then... Into the actual match, we see the Hurt Business defeat Apollo Crews, Ricochet, and Cedric Alexander because something took place that I did not see coming and maybe we should have seen coming. Uh, Cedric Alexander attacked Ricochet and Apollo Crews during the match. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't see that coming. He's in. Yeah, he is in with the Hurt Business. I mean, I think that... The writing was on the wall, especially with how everything played out the week before and the week before that, especially where, I mean, MVP was totally correct in his analysis of the situation with bringing up how Ricochet is the one and only and how Cedric Alexander just lost a match and he's arm wrestling backstage. I think it's something you don't expect. You you Mm -hmm. could maybe see it coming, but you shouldn't expect it because Cedric is a good guy. Yeah, you know, I'm all for it. I think that it's it's Absolutely. very exciting. Uh, and um, yeah. After this, we saw the Street Profits defeat Andrade and Angel Garza. Uh, more signs of like, hey, we don't care about tag teams or we hate this tag team or something. Andrade <laughs> and Zelina Vega walking right past Angel Garza during the entrance. Angel Garza just shrugging it off and smirking. I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, I, I really don't understand what they are thinking. The The ending was, uh, I, I liked the, the part where um, John Cohn actually stopped counting the pin mm-hmm. because Andrade had had, uh, had his uh, body turned in mm-hmm. the pin. So he stopped at two and went to the directions of his shoulders to count the three. And I like that. I feel like we don't ever see something like that. Yeah, um, the entire time towards the end, you had Vega going at it with uh, with Garza, um, with Vega just reminding him that they're a team, they have to stick together, and this and that, and really be- uh, berated him, and only for Garza to walk off. Yeah, and then afterwards, we had Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, come out, and they spoke about how the Street Profits are the longest-rating champions, but they don't wrestle. They do triathlons or decathlons or whatever, meat eating, sword throwing. The, and the thing with that is that hasn't happened in a little bit. 
That's true. Yes, <laughs> but but in the same sense, the I the for the past like month and a half or so, it's just been Street Profits and Andrade and Angel Garza. Yeah, no, I mean that's for sure. But thanks to the brand to brand Invitational, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura challenged them to a champions versus champions a champions versus champions match next week on Monday Night Raw. So yeah, instead of having it at the actual pay-per-view called Clash of Champions. <laughs> well, I mean, I have, well, most likely it's going to lead into that. It will probably be a no contest next week. Unless, unless we have like actual tag team, uh, an actual tag team match or so. But I don't, right now there's no tag team division. No. So Which stinks. Yeah. Um, then they show us a clip of, of R-Truth at a restaurant. Uh, and a ninja popped up under the desserts, and Tazawa shows up. Our Truth took them out, took the ninjas out. So Our Truth is still the twenty four seven champion. And then next after that was disappointment. Um, we yeah. saw Peyton Royce defeat Billy Kay. Both new theme songs. Awful. Billy Kay's is is better than Peyton Royce's, but awful well, theme Billy songs. Billy Kay's is very similar to the Iconics. Mm. I I thought that the, the I can sound- hear similarities in it, but no, I don't think so. I wish Peyton Royce had her old NXT theme. That was where it was at. I wish Billy Kay, if you want her to get away from the Iconics theme song, I I don't know. I mean, like, so she had a theme song right before that theme song. Mm-hmm. I know WWE doesn't own it. It's like stock music, and it was you know Carmen the uh, the opera or whatever. Nope. You don't know you have you have to know. Nah. There's no way you don't Cartman. know Carmen. I know Cartman. No. So her theme song beforehand was like a remixed version of the Carmen, the one of the songs from Carmen. And mm-hmm. which if you think and listen to the Iconics theme song, it's got the similarity, like the undertone to it. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping maybe we would get that theme back or whatever, or maybe she would just keep like Ruby Riot still use the Riot Squad theme after they split. But yeah, I, I was hoping for it. But this and match- then then there's rumors of Vince McMahon's apparently not liking Billy Kay or whatever, and she's on the chopping block of WWE. So I really hope that doesn't happen, and that she maybe goes to SmackDown or something to flourish over there. Yeah, uh, but this match overall, it was nice. They put on a really good back and forth match. I disagree. I don't think it was a good showcase at all. I like both of them, and I hope they both soar to top of the divisions on wherever brand they're going to end up, but I completely didn't think this was good. Yeah, I disagree. I I I thought it was a good match. The one thing I didn't like about it was the finisher of Royce. They called it a neck breaker now. Well, yeah, it's a swinging fisherman but I, I don't like how originally she had it was called something. Well, deja vu, and then yeah, that the turned into vu. the then tag they, team move. Yeah, then it turned into a tag team move, and now she doesn't have a name for it. Yeah. So I didn't like that aspect. Uh, but but afterwards, Peyton cool. Royce helped Billy Kay up, and they they hugged and they teared cried. up. And I, that's like the draft just needs to happen now. I know it's I have like I mean Kay and Royce they're going to come back together at some point. Um, but, I mean, unless those rumors are true. True. No. In which I, that I case, not. maybe they're going back together in, in AEW. Hey, that's very, very possible. But next up, you had the Mysterio family interview. 
um, the entire family was there. Yeah, Charlie Caruso interviewed them in the ring. Buddy Murphy appeared on the uh, Titantron and said Seth Rollins wants nothing to do with him because of the Mysterios. And then challenged Dominic to a street fight. And I liked them actually using all four members of the Mysterio family. And I still had in the back of my mind, like, oh, maybe yeah. maybe Aaliyah is trained. Maybe she's not. <laughs> but uh, after that segment, we saw Asuka team up with Mickey James to defeat Lana and Natalia. Asuka is going to be facing Mickey James for the championship next week on Monday Night Raw. So you had Mickey James randomly tag herself into the match while she was in the middle of the apron, which shouldn't have been like I, a legal tag. I thought it was Asuka that stole the victory. Well, no, no. Mickey James tagged herself in randomly during the match, and then oh, later okay, on, Asuka okay. tagged herself in while Mickey was nah. about to win. Um, I mean, it's, just, and, it's a weird storyline to build up Mickey versus Asuka off of Natalia and Lana. The damn cameras missed the ending of the match. It focused on Mickey James and I think was it Natty on the outside? I believe I, so. I forget who. Yeah, but... I think it was Asuka and Lana with the finish. So last week we discussed that Twitch thing and how uh, they're not going to be able to use their WWE names on Twitch or or, or TikTok now. Mm-hmm. And I th- it's so bizarre to me. Like if you rewind to. 2013 or whatever it was like so-and-so has reached 1 million followers on twitter and it's like how different is that like i get it's just like a completely different thing now but lon is over a million followers on tiktok as much as i hate tiktok you how do you not tout that which no pun intended there yeah no i definitely understand that after Um, this we saw the vip lounge with cedric alexander Cedric, Just a good introduction of him. Cedric switched gears. I, I pop big time. He had the matching color scheme of the Hurt Business. Mm-hmm. He went from purple to black and gold. But they asked him why he changed his mind about joining. And Shelton was kind of like... Getting uh, up in his face. Yeah, not really sure that Cedric is really with them. And Cedric said that he wants to learn instead of being beat down every single week. And then the Viking Raiders came out, followed by Apollo Crews and Ricochet. They all brawled, leading into a match where the Hurt Business defeat Apollo Crews, Ricochet, and the Viking Raiders. This match, I have to assume, was supposed to end a lot differently. Um, Ivar dove out on onto a bunch of them during the match, and immediately he throws up the X. He suffered a torn clavicle. Right? Oh. Okay. Was that what it was? Well, not a... You can't a cervical, the clavicle. A cervical injury. Okay, so that's a neck injury. Yeah, not clavicle. So. Cervical injury. Okay. And then Ricochet kicks out of the pin, but they still rang the bell. Mm-hmm. So that was goofed. Yeah, but what can you do? Um, next up, you had Randy Orton pick the victory over Keith Lee, but it ended in by uh, DQ because Randy, um, not Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre interfered, hitting another Claymore on Randy Orton. Yeah, but uh, before Drew McIntyre showed up, Keith Lee was being built up here. He countered the RKO twice. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, Randy Orton hits the third attempt, but yeah. And but then, and then, then Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and then Adam Pierce apologized to Randy Orton afterwards and said he walked Drew out himself. And Orton said his word means absolutely nothing to him. And then later on, when Randy Orton was leaving, Drew McIntyre, still there, attacks him. Mm-hmm. It was the longest leave ever. Yeah. But next we had up uh, Raw Underground. Which I liked before it started. I liked Kevin Owens interacting with Shane McMahon, given their history. Yeah. He's like, I still hate you, but what up? <laughs> <laughs> Alistair Black defeats a random person. He takes off his eye wrap. Uh, then he faces Kevin Owens. They end up fighting the people around ringside. And Dabakato ends up taking both of them out. Yeah, which was pretty cool to see him interact with uh, both of them. I don't know if you saw Raw Talk, but Kevin Owens went off on it. He stood up on the table. He said he's coming for Dabakato. He may not win. But he's coming for Dabakato. All right. And I honestly, I wish they would pair him. I said this before. I really wish that they would they would pair him up with Everrise. Do you? You mm-hmm. probably hear outside my window, right? Nope. Really? It sounds like this is a, yeah. somebody's mowing their lawn or whatever. Nobody's got a lawn by me. I don't know what that is. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. After that, the Riot Squad picked up the victory over Shayna Baszler in a two-on-one handicap match. Shayna Baszler takes out the Riot Squad, Natalia and Asuka in March at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view all by herself. Submission after submission after submission <laughs> after submission. She ruins gets- everything with the Riot Squad because that was the time where uh, you had no interaction with Liv or right. um, Riot because of Shayna. She gets distracted by Nia Jax without even being able to do any sort of damage here. Like, she's a machine. I don't know why they're not treating her as one. Mm-hmm. And then the Riot Squad versus Nia Jax ends with a retribution promo. No contest. Um, After Liv Morgan, I think, was about to pick up the victory, too. Yeah. But I so. changed the pitch of the voices in the video. Uh, like, 100% Dodjakovic. And then the female voice, I was like 99% sure it was um, Mercedes Martinez. And then everybody I, everybody like lightened up the video and they were like, oh, this is Shane Thorne's eyes. This is Dijakovic. This is Mia Yim. Yeah, I thought one of the females looked like Mia Yim. Mia Yim was on the left. Martinez was on the yeah. right. Mar- Martinez was the one that cut the promo. But again, who knows but if I, those are the ones that will end up in I mean, retribution. I mean, promo-wise. Promo-wise, who knows if they really even cut the promo. I didn't think they did. No, 100%. Yes, 100%. That was Dijakovic cutting a live promo. That was Martinez cutting a live promo. That's the thing. I think I thought that it was just a, a dubbed over. No, nah, no way. That was 100% live. I don't know. Or live to tape, at least, because the mm-hmm. voices were edited. But, like, 100%. Then the main event, we saw Dominic defeat Buddy Murphy in a street fight. You had Rey Mysterio, Dominic, and Aaliyah all come out with kendo sticks. Angie was there as well. Dominic's mother, Rey Mysterio's wife. I liked Dominic had new gear. I was waiting to see if like he would have new gear. Because Rey Mysterio changes it up like every single time we see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was a... I, I really enjoyed this match. 
Dominic, yeah. he dove that that really nice crossbody off of those video boards onto Murphy. I thought looked so good. That was a cool spot. Uh, Dominic ends up tied in the ropes at one point. Rey Mysterio takes the kendo stick away from Buddy Murphy. Uh, and Dominic escapes. Buddy Murphy uh, goes to the outside of the ring, I think, to get the kendo stick. And Dominic hits that six sunset power bomb. That was incredible. Onto the, the outside through the through the table, yeah. That was incredible. I thought uh, that looked it, really good. It was just so it was a smooth move too, you know? Yeah. Um which I mean, would you I don't know if you would call it a sunset bomb, uh Yeah, I I just called it a sunset flip. But now that I'm thinking, like, people would also call it a Canadian destroyer of sorts, I'm sure. I wouldn't call it that. I don't know. I wouldn't call it that. It was a sunset flip. Um, wasn't it? It yeah, wasn't but a Think Canadian. about Canadian destroyers, basically a sunset flip. Yeah, but it's 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 definitely different. I mean, the setup, yeah. Is it? No. So Dominic and Rey Mysterio took turns hitting Buddy Murphy with the kendo stick. He had Angie take turns. He had Aaliyah get in there and take turns. And Murphy, I don't know if Murphy gave up or if the referee yeah. called it off. Yeah, Murphy's, uh, Murphy gave up. And then Monday Night Raw literally ends with the four of them beating the crap out of Buddy Murphy with kendo sticks. Yeah. I, the whole night I'm like, please, is it is it 11 o'clock yet? Is it 11 o'clock yet? And then they finally do something. I'm like, I want more and more of this. I don't want this part to end. Mm-hmm. And it ended. I was so disappointed, but... But yeah. yeah, that's I just I'm I like this storyline so much. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Uh, let's get on to some NXT this week because NXT kicked off with a championship match uh, for the vacant championship. It was Finn Balor picking up the victory over Adam Cole to become the new NXT champion. I'm glad um, that this match kicked off NXT and it was given a lot of time. Yeah. Finn Balor with that 1916 off the top rope. Which, uh, yeah, or, yeah, I guess, yes. But yeah. but uh, there were so many things during this ma- the, this match. Like, Finn Balor had to climb up the turnbuckle with one leg to hit the coup de grace. Mm-hmm. I thought it was it there. Adam Cole kicks out. I thought that was awesome. But I, I think that 1916 was more of like a DDT, though. I don't think he got up all the way. I don't know. I just call it what they call it. Yeah, but you know, Finn Balor now ties Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura as two-time champions. Uh, Samoa Joe defeated Finn Balor. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Samoa Joe. So it kind of like it's like a it's, little circle there. Yeah, the circle of life, right there. We got a segment afterwards of people congratulating Finn Balor and Adam Cole congratulated him too sweeted him yeah that was weird and well they're both part of the bullet club yeah, that's bullet true. club for life i forgot adam cole was bullet club uh was well, he? that's that's what i forgot last week and then and then was he like, bullet club yeah it didn't even dawn on me last week until like hours into the match basically i don't even, i don't remember him in bullet club at yeah, all he was a hundred percent in bullet club yeah, um, like he was be- before Omega, right? Or after? No, he would have been during. I don't remember. At, I 
I'm confused. It was it was all of the the ROH guys. He yeah. was I think he was before Marty. I don't know. Do you remember but, do you remember Marty Skrull? <laughs> who? Yeah, Adam Adam was Cole Bullet was in the Bullet Club from May 8th, 2016 to May 12th, 2017. So it was post AJ. Uh obviously it was post Finn Balor. Hangman mm-hmm. was in it still. Um Anderson was gone. Omega was still in it. Marty was was afterwards. Matt and Nick were there, obviously. Cody was after, but during. I don't know. I mean, it gets to a point where the Bullet Club wasn't the Bullet Club anymore. Well, you know. But next up, you had Robert Rob, Stone. Yeah, Rob Stone brand backstage. Uh, got attacked by Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, he went to smash up her tank, and I thought it was funny because, like, she's like, "What are you? Uh, what are you doing?" And he went to like make an excuse, and she decks him. Yeah. And then Aaliyah attacks her, which inadvertently takes down Io Shirai, which then awesome. spills into the ring, and both Shotzi and Io attacked Aaliyah, and uh, Robert Stone went to attack them, but Shotzi took him out. Io, with, Io hits the it, moonsault on Stone. Shotzi and, hits that senton on Aaliyah. Then you ended up with that stare down of Shotzi and Io. Yeah, Shotzi Blackheart went to hand the title back and then like jerked it back and held it up, so... Yeah, maybe that's the next match we're gonna see either on NXT TV or maybe there's takeover. a takeover coming up. I'm for that. After that, we saw Thatch as Thatch can, which was know your enemy, and they showed footage of Damian Priest. Timothy Thatcher spoke about his weaknesses, and then later on, Damian Priest was interviewed about this, and uh, he's got a title match next week. And he said there's absolutely no chance he's losing the title next week on his first defense. Mm-hmm. After this, we saw Velveteen Dream defeat Ashante the Adonis, which was Tahuti Miles. Ah, oh, that was his name. Just a quick match, which led to Kushida attacking Dream afterwards. Total surprise there. Locking in that arm bar on the, uh, the ring post. Yeah, it was definitely a side of Kushida we haven't seen before. Yeah. Uh, after this, we saw Brizongo, a promo about them being champions. They have a rematch with Imperium next week. I expect them to retain. Do you not expect them to retain? Um, maybe. Maybe. After this, we saw Johnny and Candice uh, and Tegan Knox. They had their their family dinner. Johnny ends up leaving to allow Candice and Tegan to talk. And Candice said that Tegan doesn't understand the Gargano way. And Tegan's like, well, I don't uh, don't really agree with it. And I, uh, Johnny kind of changed you. And then Candace was like, you know, can you do impressions for this? I can't, but it Make seemed it worth my while. It seemed like Candace this. was trying to coerce Tegan. Can you at least do a Tegan? No, Come I on. can't do a, an accent from Wales. <sighs> Disappointment. I think that's where she's from, but I, I don't. I think she was trying to be co. It was like she was being coerced into being more like them. Hmm. 
And Candice spoke about Hart becoming the next champion. And Tegan's like, well, I'm going to be the next champion. And then they start fighting. Johnny breaks it up. Tegan, unfortunately, dumps spaghetti all over Johnny Gargano's head. It looks so good. (laughs) And then uh, Tegan ran away after Candice broke the television. Yeah. Now the question is, will spaghetti be the next cake? <laughs> Who knows? Only time will Probably tell. Probably not. But after this, we <laughs> saw Bronson Reed defeat Austin Theory. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody do a shoulder tackle off the the ring apron the way Bronson Reed did. Hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. But I pop for that. To... Reed hit that splash from the top rope to win. I like Simple his splash from the top rope. Yeah. Then um. Uh, mm. Next up, you had Roderick Strong pick up the victory over Killian Dane. Um, Bobby Fish know. was with was with Roderick Strong. Yeah, and uh, Fish ends up kicking Killian Dane's leg out. Dane went to finish the match. Bobby Fish pulls Roderick out of the way. This distracts Killian Dane. Roderick knees him in the face to win. Undisputed yeah. Era beat him down afterwards. Drake Maverick tries to make the save. Drake gets beat up. Bad move. Dane, uh, this is this is a okay. Keep it going. Killian Dane grabs the pipe that Drake Ma- Drake Maverick came out with, and uh, they ran off. Maverick tries to shake Killian Dane's hand, gets knocked out. Yeah, and this is uh, something that's been going on with Dane and Maverick, so I can only assume this is going to become Dane versus Maverick at some point. But Dane is always on the receiving end of beatdowns for being such a large and big guy. Yeah. It it kind of sucks. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, um, the main event, though, we saw Rhea Ripley defeat Mercedes Martinez in a steel cage match. Uh, this was a really good match. Martinez... Th- Threw in a bunch of weapons beforehand. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then Ripley attacked uh, Mercedes before the match even started. But this was just a good match. A hard, yeah, a I, good, I like, hard-hitting match. I like the involvement of Rob Stone. Yeah, he climbed um, the cage. Rhea Ripley went to suplex him in. Martinez hits hard with a kendo stick. Leads to a neck breaker from the top rope. Uh, and then... Rob Stone just dangling from the top of the cage. Yeah. And then the end of the match saw a riptide from the middle rope through a table to pick up the victory. Um, Solid ending. Yeah. Very much so. And now next week, we're back to Wednesday nights, correct? Uh, Yeah. All right. But we have next Thursday, NXT UK made a huge announcement this week. Sid Scala, the assistant to the general manager, announced the UK Heritage Cup with Flash Morgan Webster, Noam Dar, Alexander Wolf, A-Kid, the Bomber Dave Mastiff, Joseph Connor, Trent Seven, and a final wildcard entrant yet to be determined. I don't know if that's going to be like a huge pop surprise person or not. Who would it be? I don't know. It is like the there's the Pete Dunn, there's Tyler Bate. I don't know if there's going to be like a bigger pop person. Yeah, I hope that there's like somebody that we haven't seen yet. Maybe uh, I don't know where where uh, Finley's kid is at, but now, isn't he in New Ring Japan of Honor or New or Japan? New, I don't know. I have no idea. 
But mm-hmm. I, who knows? I, maybe it's like a one-off sort of thing for the tournament. But yeah, it could be. They, they explain the rules. All the matches consist of six three-minute rounds. Uh, they're two out of three falls. Falls can be won by pinfall, submission, or countout. And once a fall occurs, the round ends. The match, um, the match itself is over when a wrestler wins with two falls. And then in event of a DQ or a knockout, the match instantly ends without the need of two falls. Mm-hmm. And if six, uh, if all six rounds are completed, whomever is ahead on the falls wins the match. It's going to be very difficult to, to follow along with this for me, I think. But apparently it's like old school British style wrestling rules. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be 20 second breaks in between each round. That's pretty cool. So you have the the NXT Heritage uh, Cup coming, and it'll be defended as a championship under the same rules after that. So it'll be like a brand new championship, I believe. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. The relaunch starts next Thursday at 3 p.m. on the East Coast. You got Piper Niven uh, challenging Kaylee Ray for the championship, I believe, in two weeks. So, And I saw the studio. looks really nice. I'm looking forward to uh, tuning in. Yeah, that's for sure. So, all right. That was NXT moving over to SmackDown. It opens up with thunder and lightning effects and no Undertaker. Disappointment. (laughs) But they're in the Thunderdome. So, I guess they finally wanted like a new intro of sorts. But it goes into Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Paul speaking about Jay Uso winning his match last week and then introduces Jay Uso. Jay thanks Paul Heyman for getting him that spot in the match last week. Paul's like, shouldn't it be me that you're thanking? It's Roman. <laughs> King Corbin comes out to complain about Jay Uso, complains about nepotism. Sheamus comes out to agree. And then Jay Uso challenges both of them to a tag team match. And uh, Jay took both of them out as Roman Reigns just stood there. Didn't do anything. No, he just watched along. And later on, they were in a locker room where Jay Uso was like super animated about going over the match. And Roman Reigns was just sitting there. Yeah, he was just nonchalant. He didn't, he didn't even want to give him the time of day, it seemed. So the opening segment cuts to Sami Zayn in a production truck yelling about the Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles graphic being on the screen uh, and and Jeff Hardy being advertised as the Intercontinental Champion. And he cuts the uh, the feed, basically. And we come back. Before the match even starts, Sami Zayn comes out, yells about not being in the match or not, not being uh, billed as the proper champion and how mm-hmm. this possible, this can't possibly be a championship match because he's not in it. Adam Pierce came out and made him leave. And then the match starts. AJ Styles picks up the victory over Jeff Hardy via disqualification. So Jeff Hardy retains the championship. It was Sami Zayn who came out and attacked Jeff Hardy. Uh, I'm I mean, sorry. That's... I mean, attacked uh, AJ Styles. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm I like this storyline not because of Jeff Hardy, I like his little comeback and everything like that. I don't really care. 
Uh, not for AJ Styles. The only thing with AJ Styles, what would get me into all of this is if he had his lawyer with him. Oh, Joseph Park. Yeah, and for some reason, it was like right after everybody blew up about Joseph Park. That was it. He hasn't been on TV since. So I don't know if maybe he took too much uh, attention off of AJ Styles. I like, wonder, you know, I wonder uh, if we're going to see Joseph Park in another storyline now. Hold on. And then I, it didn't Ex- like that didn't click until you said that. Hold on. Explain to me that in one moment. But I feel like that took a lot of attention. Like maybe WWE producers felt like that took t- attention off of AJ Styles, which they didn't want to do. Yeah, but know. Sami Zayn draws my attention to all of this. His his desire, his claim that he is still champion, um, his return after for so after so long, um, he draws me into this. Nothing else. All right. So what's your? I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for later on. But I liked okay. Jeff Hardy was wearing American flag face paint. Uh, he was wearing camo uh, stripes on his on his gear. It's 9-11, so I really I thought that was really cool of Jeff Hardy to show patriotism and yeah, remember um, everybody that was that was lost on 9-11. Yeah, such an awful tragedy that uh I mean it's one of those things where uh you're never gonna forget. Yeah, it was nineteen years no. ago. It's like I, it's, that's it wild. still feels like it was yesterday. It was cr- absolutely crazy. I know it's wild. Like, and what's even more crazy is that people that we like, I mean, you hear about uh, people that are 19, 20, 21, stuff like that. And you can't really comprehend that they weren't really, um, really around for all of that. Yeah. They were nobody in high school, any school right now, uh, like pre-K through, through high school was around for that. Yeah, it's just a wild thought process that they didn't go through all of that. Like, they didn't experience that. So I think that that's a wild thought process that 19 years has really come up in that way. But, you know, it's still such a difficult day um, and tragic day where you reflect on everything where you were. I think every I think everybody remembers exactly where they were. Yeah. And. You know, every single like our thoughts and our condolences always go out to every single family and uh, that lost somebody, every every person out there. You know, it's just such a a tragic day that we cannot and will never forget. So it was really cool to see Jeff Hardy uh, paying tribute in his own mannerism by having the uh, USA face paint. Yeah, and uh, Sami Zayn does eventually take him out as well. And afterwards, Jeff Hardy was walking up the ramp, falls over, which was, uh, like, instantly had me thinking, I wonder if they're doing this because of All Out Mm. with Matt Hardy. And then it cuts to uh, backstage in the, the trainer's room. They were giving an update, and it said, Jeff Hardy did not lose consciousness. And they think it was due to di- uh, dehydration, which it's oh. just like, I, I, Why? I really have absolutely no idea other than the fact that Matt Hardy was the, the most talked about thing on television. 
this past uh, week and pay-per-view, I guess. So, so with that, I have it hard to believe that Jeff Hardy would do anything with uh, poor intentions. I, I have, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of. It, it makes sense. But uh, AJ Styles cut this off to yell about who the real Intercontinental Champion is. And uh, AJ said that he'll beat Jeff Hardy wherever, whenever, and he's going to prove that he is the real Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. And then Sami Zayn questions the diagnosis, and Jeff Hardy ends up attacking him. And we cut to the Street Profits in the Champions Lounge. Cesaro and Nakamura question what they're doing there. Um, but it was just an all-around fun beginning of the segment. Mm-hmm. And we go into the match. Kalisto, who before the match cuts a uh, promo declaring himself the leader of Lucha House Party. Lindsay and Grand Metallic are like, uh, okay. But Kalisto and Grand Metallic pick up a victory over the tag team champion Cesaro and Nakamura because in the middle of the match, the Street Profits appear on the screen completely partying in the the champions lounge <laughs> distracting Cesaro Kalisto gets that victory so it's like he's he shows up and shows that he may be the leader and then the, Makes and you then wonder. the Lucha, Lucha house party show up at the uh, champions lounge the party afterwards so I thought that was funny yeah after this segment, we saw Bailey come out with the chair that she used on Sasha Banks last week. And she said that the reason why she did what she did was because she knew that Sasha Banks was going to do that to her. So she did it first. I mean, you can't fault her down that logic. She said that she used Sasha Banks and does not care about their friendship. And I, no, that, I'm like... That's just, that's just not nice. <laughs> But I'm I'm here for this new Bailey, this like even more heel side of Bailey. And yeah. uh Nikki Cross came out for her match and Bailey hits her with the chair. I mean, you had to see that coming from a mile away. You know, though. when you have Bailey standing out there, yes. <laughs> I mean, when she walks past her with the chair in hand, <laughs> uh, they have a little a little small stare down, and you don't expect her to go right after. I mean, come on. And then Nikki Cross said that she was fine to compete. And it leads right into the the number one contender match. The only person I would have wanted to see win this, and I didn't even want to see her win this, would have been Alexa Bliss. Mm -hmm. But Nikki Cross picks up the victory, defeating Lacey Evans and Tamina. Alexa Bliss was also in the match. However, during it, it seems so goofy. Michael Cole goes, and there's absolutely no sign of the fiend inside of Alexa Bliss's mind. And then <laughs> Alexa Bliss like immediately starts like staring out into space. She picks up Nikki Cross, hits her with Sister Abigail. I thought while that was fantastic. Or um, well, she's staring at the commentary too. Yeah, but I thought it was fantastic to see her do the Sister Abigail. But I hated the fact that it cut to commercial after that. I. Yeah, they had a lot during SmackDown. They had a lot of commercial um, breaks that just seemed very weird. I, the only, I mean, I could, I understand like Alexa Bliss left, so that was, I guess, a fine commercial break. 
But I don't know why they wouldn't like. I don't know why the sister Abigail wouldn't have ended the match or taken place afterwards. I get everything that happens afterwards. Like Nikki Cross fights back. She has one hell of a comeback against Tamina and Lacey Evans. Mm -hmm. She picks up the victory. She wins. She becomes the number one contender. Now there's just a thought back in her mind, I guess. Why did Alexa Bliss do this? So she now has to look out for, for Alexa Bliss. Yeah. But as far as this match goes, we just saw this at Extreme Rules in July. We just saw Nikki Cross versus Bailey. I think we saw it twice even that week. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, we saw it in November. It's like the, we we just discussed this on Monday Night Raw. They need new women. They need a draft big time. Nah. And speaking of new women, I don't know uh, who it is. Uh, you know, just like you were just saying, they need new women. And next up, or it's the same woman who knows. I mean, you had that little, uh, that hype video, that vignette of a woman backstage. Emelina part two. Yeah. But now we know that this woman is, uh, is blonde. So there goes, uh, all, all, all red, everything. Hey, maybe she dyed her hair. I cannot see that at all, but so, I will. Yeah. I know I would mark the hell out if it's Kelly Kelly, who I, I, I who I think it, it's most team. likely going to be would be Carmella still. Yeah. However, and the the one that's like in last place with please, dear God, please don't be Charlotte. It's Kelly. Ke- oh yeah, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a very interesting name in Summer Ray. Yeah, I very mean, similar I, outfit to when she was with Fandango. I mean, did you notice the knee pad at all? There was no knee pads. Oh, <laughs> but what she gets talking? she gets on she gets she puts on the far coat. We don't see her face, and that's the end of that. So we don't know who it is just yet. Um, after that, I, it goes I, into. I, I'm I'm hoping that it's Summer Rae because Summer Rae is that uh, that wrestler that never was given a chance. I believe, and yeah, I think and that she you was, would, you she would agree was with there me. at the start of that evolution. Yeah, you I, you would definitely agree with me. Like for a long yeah, time, yeah, a hundred percent. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, we would talk about how good she was on NXT, and then she gets brought up to the main roster to be with Fandango, and then she kind of just floated around. And then when it was time that she was, it looked like she was going into singles. I don't think it went through um, at all. So hopefully, it's Summer Rae coming back. Yeah, but and, I, and it's like if it is Summer Rae. Um, not e- not to I mean just two K twenty two if it happens the roster is going to be so weird it'll be so different from two K twenty because of all the releases yeah and then returns I guess well I I really don't believe that it's Summer Rae and I really don't believe that it's Kelly Kelly from the back it, of the, the head, only that, one who would make doesn't work for me. The one who would make the most sense would be Carmella, but I don't know if we've ever seen Carmella that blonde before. I mean, what happens if it is Charlotte? I, I mean, really hope that, it's there, not. There was that picture of her with Andrade. Yeah, they they have that that Scarface photo that they released, and I tweeted, I was like, "Yo, you guys should do Sunny and Cher next." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she looks a lot like Cher. Yeah, I could see that, but exactly. So it could have been. During that little, uh, but then again, that, that's I, I get that the taping schedule is a lot different, but that's SmackDown. Andrade is on Raw, so true. Well, we do have the shakeup potentially. 
or the draft. Uh, you know? uh, who knows if there's a draft, but I mean, also who knows with Charlotte Flair and the the they pull that Ric Flair has. I mean, that could always play a factor with getting Andrade over. But I feel like you got to have the well, play. The hello, payoff. that's what happened. She got drafted or whatever, and then undrafted. Yeah, but I feel like you still have the payoff of Andrade with Garza and all of them over there, anyways. Um, yeah. So the next match that took place, we saw Otis defeat John Morrison. During the match, the Miz stole the lunchbox and uh, left John Morrison by himself to lose. And then in the back, Tucker was frantic looking for the Miz, and Otis is like, don't worry, don't worry, ticket. And he told him, calm down, because he has the contract in the lunchbox inside the briefcase. Miz opens up the, the lunchbox and reveals an eaten apple. Prior to opening it, John Morrison questioned him with the contract and said, um, we found out last week that it's not like you cannot pass the contract to somebody else. And Miz said he spoke to a lawyer. Oh, <laughs> so I didn't put that together until you just said that at the beginning of SmackDown. But I would pop if if Joseph Park ends up being Miz's lawyer here. That could be a thing, even though I mean, he was what a numbers guy for AJ. He wasn't a lawyer. Yeah, but still, that could definitely be a thing. Yeah, so... Interesting. Goes into the Firefly Funhouse where Bray Wyatt introduces a new friend. Everybody last week was like, Alexa Bliss is going to be on the Firefly Funhouse. I was like, no, no, no. Introduces a new friend, Pasquale, the persevering parrot. (laughs) But he was dead. So unfortunate. And then Boss shows up and introduces a special advisor, Wobbly Walrus. And as soon as he popped up on the screen, I was like, that's Wal Heyman. Thank you. <laughs> I was thinking Paul Heyman too, but I like the Wal Heyman better. And it, I feel like that should be like a million and one retweets already on Twitter. <laughs> That's definitely so, supposed to be Paul Heyman. Yeah, well, he says, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Wobbly War- Walrus. Yeah. So I don't know what that's going to lead to, but uh, it's like, I don't know who has say in this, but this for me was kind of like a jump the shark, and I I really hope that's not the case. I actually agree with you on that as well. I was, for some reason, I was expecting something a little bit more. Um. And when I say a little bit more, I'm actually not too sure what I was even thinking I was expecting, but something fell short with me during this. Uh, The main event, we saw Roman Reigns and Jey Uso pick up a victory over King Corbin and Sheamus. Jey Uso makes his entrance. Sheamus goes after him and uh, they get in the ring. The referee rings the bell. So Jey Uso basically went at this match by himself, basically getting his ass kicked. Um, A few spots here and there where he wasn't. Roman Reigns finally makes his way out. Jey Uso gets this, like, comeback. Goes to hit an Uso splash. Roman Reigns tags himself in without Jey realizing it. Goes for the pin. Realizes he's not legal. Reigns hits a spear on Sheamus and wins. Mm Mm-hmm. So this was very similar to the championship match that we just saw at Payback. 
where Fiend and and Braun Strowman go at it and Roman Reigns shows up at the last minute to win. So it'll be very interesting to see where this feud goes. Mm-hmm. Very much so, it seems like Roman Reigns does not actually care about his cousin Jay Uso. No, and it was very evident uh, with his mannerisms too, you know. Um, I was actually expecting him to hit him with a spear at some point during it. Um, I don't think we're going to see that break down until after Clash mm-hmm. of Champions or during that match at Clash of Champions or something. And right, I feel like this is... like. This has to be leading to WrestleMania 37, right? You think that that long? I, it, like the all, like I, for five years now, I have hoped and prayed for Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus The Rock. If uh, we get The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 37, I will be completely fine with that. If Brock Lesnar's not in it, but it has to be like they're building up family so much here, and who's at the the top of that family chain right now. Mm-hmm. It's not Roman Reigns. You could push Roman Reigns to the very, very top of WWE, and it still won't be Roman Reigns. It's going to be The Rock. So, mm-hmm. who knows where that's going to lead to. But that was SmackDown. Hey, Brandon, any shout-outs? Listen to Brandon's shout-outs, because when there are shout-outs, <laughs> there's honey. The first shout-out goes to A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Have you seen this film? I have not seen the film yet. Um, I saw some of it. It's the movie starring Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. Um, when I, wa- I was confused at first, but then I realized what like the movie was actually about. <laughs> and I, uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Um, after this, the next shout out GCW announced, uh, two cold Scorpio versus AR Fox taking place October 9th in Indiana. That's so crazy. So that's getting a shout out. I think that should be a really cool match. Uh, definitely wouldn't have ever paired them up together, but like it makes like a perfect sense. Mm-hmm. It, it, it should be a really cool match to see. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, and then this last shout out is gonna be super weird. Uh, not not even no, it's not gonna be super weird, but um, it's it's gonna have a weird story to it, kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought about giving a random uh, shout out to the Headbangers, and then I was like, nah, maybe okay. not, just because I was feeling uh, nostalgic for the 2014. I think no, 2016, back when they they returned. Oh, okay, okay. So I was going to give a shout out to them and then I was like, eh, never mind. But then after Monday Night Raw ended, I was flipping through the channels and came across a show on Cooking Channel called Eddie Eats America. And the scene, it comes back from commercial break and who would you know was in the show? (laughs) The headbangers were randomly in the show teaching this guy to, to wrestle. That's weird. I think the guy was a uh, a strong man or, or something, mm-hmm. but he goes around doing these competition eating eating gimmicks, and they were on it. And I was like, "How could I not give them a, a random shout out for that?" Now, yeah, they kind of earned it at that rate. <laughs> yeah. Mean, so, and I popped. It was cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. 
Yeah, but those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our moment of the week. That is right, our mark out moment of the week. Chris and I did not even mention it earlier. But I marked the absolute heck out for Matt Cardona's all-out gear because it was based on WrestleMania 35, which is based on Christian's WrestleMania 20 gear. Just different mm. colors for all-out now. Um, And I also, this past week, I had no idea. I was watching. I randomly turned on uh, Impact on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And Christian was wrestling. The, the night Christian won the championship from Jeff Jarrett, he was wearing his WrestleMania 20 tights and I like I never put it together until right then he even had a figure with those tights in TNA really yeah which I like I thought it was like a one and done for 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 Jax or not Jax but Wrestlemania 20 because mm-hmm. I think he did have a Jax figure with that paint job too but that's pretty cool but yeah so I uh I popped for that and uh mm-hmm. yeah he had rider stuff instead of edge this time yeah, that's cool. Bed. Uh I popped at Johnny and Alex booking Sinbad via cameo to get him mm-hmm. to join Dark Order on being the elite. Yeah. So I guess Sinbad is officially in Dark Order. <laughs> uh I yeah, I guess so. Via cameo. I mean it only it only makes sense, I mean, <laughs> that he joins them. It's, it's like such like a that has to have been like a John Silver idea. Mm-hmm. It's like such a Johnny Silver idea. Um, do you have any markout moments? Um, definitely the sunset flip from Dominic yeah. into the table. I marked out hard for that one. I thought that that spot was incredible. It had me uh, yell out loud. I, I was really impressed with that spot, so I definitely marked for it. Non wrestling related, but still wrestling wrestling related. I uh, a, a clip. Went mm-hmm. viral this past week of a Raptors versus Celtics game. And one of the guys on the Celtics got hit with a sweet chin music during the game. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was really funny. And if they had stuff like that constantly, I'd watch basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, so those are the markout moments of the week. This was episode 501. Thank you so much for listening. You could check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, I think, if it's still up there. I have no idea. Stitcher Radio for sure. Check us out, prowrestlingtees.com slash out, facebook.com slash out, youtube.com slash out 11 instagram.com slash out 11 email us, out one at gmail.com. For Chris, at Chris Sweendog, Dave, Dave the Rave underscore M-O, me, BTTG161 on Twitter and Instagram, at MarkinOut, MarkinOut.com. We wish you the... The... Best luck in your future endeavors. endeavors.